the nchc.tv studios this is the american collegiate hockey top 20 podcast brought to you by liberty university bring your faith and your game to the premier acha m1 program on the east coast see us at liberty.edu behind the mask and behind the mask.com your hockey superstore with three valley locations and across the country at BehindTheMask.com. Indiana Tech University. For tickets and schedule information for the two-time ACHA National Champions, go to IndianaTechWarriors.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson for lunch or catering your next office party. We're the best to barbecue Las Vegas style. University of Georgia Hockey. Power school athletic traditions, college town atmosphere, and the building of a program like no other at UGAHockey.com. College Hockey Inc., growing the game at the college level and beyond. Adrian College, championship hockey culture and a nationally rated small private school education at AdrianBulldogs.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, with Caesars Rewards members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room. Maryville University, the big city style of St. Louis, and a small school education. For more information, visit us at MaryvilleSaints.com, Maryville.edu. Jets Pizza. Go to JetsPizza.com to find the location near you. University of Mary Hockey. Top flight hockey, intense rivalries, and championship aspirations. Schedule and ticket information at GoYouMary.com. The Caesars Sportsbook app. The only app that lets you earn Caesars rewards, but please play responsibly. By FedEx, the official shipping company of Ice Time Hockey West. The American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 podcast is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. Anywhere that you may be joining us this fine Wednesday morning on the Podbean app for the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. A huge day, as it is every year this time of year, uh, when the final rankings come out. Scott Strandy with you today in a rain-soaked, but now partly sunny Carlsbad, California. My co-host, as always, Stephen Marsh, joining me from that vibrant championship city, which is Las Vegas, Nevada. Stephen, as we wait uh, in suspense to see the... uh, the latest polls numbers, poll numbers and find out, uh, or rankings, I should say, and find out who's going to be in the national tournament. Um, how are you? I'm doing good. I think uh, somebody doesn't want me to see these uh, these results here because I they, they just popped up on the website, but I my iPad is uh, it's not it's not loading. It's uh, as I'm trying to finagle with that. I might have to pull it up on my phone instead. But uh, but yeah, it's a it's an exciting day. Is as we know, the 24 teams that are going to be in it and and where they rank, uh, that's what we'll see here in a minute. But it uh, uh, just means that we're, we're at that time of year, and it's an exciting time for sure. Absolutely. And today we're going to try something uh, that we only do a few times a year. We're going to bring multiple guests on just for a few minutes just to get their thoughts. I kind of did a, uh, uh, a scan across. I want to talk to as many of the top teams as we can, which would be the top 24 this year uh, obviously that's hard to do so i reached across the board i have uh gary astalis head coach from adrian joining us in about seven minutes 
Then I have uh, John Hogan, the head coach from Maryville University, joining us at the bottom of the hour. And uh, following John will be the head coach from UNLV, Anthony McNeary Greener. So looking forward to that. I'm trying to pull it up, Stephen. I'm not seeing it either, but do you have it yet? Or it's it. Are they are they playing tricks on us? <laughs> try, try refreshing the page. I've been doing that. I'm on my phone though, so that might be the that might be the difference. But you you have them? Yeah, I just pulled it up. I got it up. Okay, maybe I maybe I see it now. Is it with the logo, the national championship logo? Yes. Uh, it keeps telling me I'm having a re- repeated problem with my app. I so it's always this it's is always all you. a battle with this the ACHA website. I mean, it's 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 a nice website and everything, but I be nice. I, no, I it, nice. it is, but I just it seems like I always have a challenge to to get it, to get it loaded and if I'm and, and stuff like that. But I, I got it up finally. Okay, all right. Well, let's uh, let's get into this because we got about six minutes till Gary joins us, and we'll be on a very tight schedule today. So, okay, uh, give us the top four because that's really where where it all starts. Correct. Yeah, that that the top four is the kind of the, where everybody tries to strive for at least in the old twenty team format. I think it's still the case though with the twenty four team format. But the uh, the top four, uh, as it's well as it the the final the, rankings. The, the, I was just <laughs> as it stands right now, but this is what it's going to stand as it goes as we go to the national tournament. Uh, number one, no surprise, Minot State, the defending champions. Uh, number one, uh, number two is Adrian. Uh, Yep, three Central Oklahoma, who won the WCHL title after a uh, pair of wins this weekend, and number four is Jamestown. So get your pitchforks out, uh, UNLV, because uh, you dropped to number <laughs> you dropped to number five. Okay, let's do five through eight. <laughs> yeah, so number five is uh, UNL. Uh, number six is Maryville. Uh, so they moved up a spot from seven to six. Liberty dropped to seven when they were six last week. Uh, Ohio at eight. Uh, Niagara is at nine. Mary's at ten. So in the top ten, in the previous week, everything really stayed the same except Jamestown and Unit and Maryville and Liberty flipped, which okay. last week, which we talked about that, and it was awesome. We had Chris Perry on, and you know he was down for us. There was some. There was still clusters there when you look at the averages and everything and it just it uh, it gets you yeah, based on results last week and who knows who knows what <laughs> yeah yeah i i can't figure it out that you you know there's two computers that rank these out um i don't know how uh they come up with what they have unlv was so close to winning a championship they were holding down the number four spot most of the year and uh, to lose it at the very end, I know there's some disappointment there, and, um, I, I guess. And, um, and and it was kind of out of their control. I mean, they, they had a couple of games was. against Oregon. And, yes, they beat Oregon pretty good. But, you know, they played a team that's down towards the bottom. And you had a team in Jamestown who had their playoff and had to play some, you know, better competition and marry and and uh, and end up winning the their, their, their conference. So uh, that, that propped their wins. And and what they won by probably looked looked a little bit better than UNLV's wins against a, a team that's bottom in Oregon and shot them out both nights. But yeah, I mean, when, but the the level of opponent um, obviously was the difference here. And so, would if if UNLV hadn't played those games at all, 
I don't think it would have mattered because uh, then J- J- Jamestown would have would have won those two games and they probably still would have climbed. So UNLV was kind of in a tough spot without having a tougher tougher competition. Um, it just okay. kind of goes back. It just kind of goes back to showing you how uh, how the tough. Sometimes you play, you win two games, but you drop because you the, the the level of your opponent is not to 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 the what the level of another team's opponent is if it's if it's that okay. close in the end. Here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna let you give um, the final 14 teams that'll be in the tournament, and I'm gonna give uh, a call to. Um, uh, to Gary Astalis, and we'll get him on here in just a minute. We may even have the number one team coach coming on in just a minute too. So uh, we'll we'll kind of play this by ear. But uh, go ahead and take it. Give us the uh, the final ones, and I'll have Gary in just a minute. Okay, so we'll run down the rest of them here. Uh, number eleven, the number eleven seed is going to be Purdue Northwest, Utah number twelve. Uh, Arizona moves up. They were six move up to thirteen, so they'll be going into the tournament as the number uh, thirteen uh, seed. Uh, number is Grand Valley State. Uh, they move up. Calvin at fifteen. Uh, Illinois State sixteen. Grand Canyon at seventeen. So that'll be exciting for them. Uh, Indiana Tech eighteen. Delaware nineteen. Pittsburgh twenty. And Missouri State twenty one. Colorado 22, Indiana, Pennsylvania 23, Oklahoma 24, and McKendree 25. Um, so that that's the the rankings. Now it's going to be there'll be a couple of um, teams that get in because they won their conferences that are not in the top 24. I believe Oklahoma might get bumped out, but for the most part, the the, the 24 teams that you see here uh, are the teams that are going to be in it. Uh, we should mention that. You want to break it down by conferences. You have six teams from the WCHL that are going to be in. It's Arizona, Central Oklahoma, Grand Canyon, Missouri State, UNLV, and Utah. Uh, so that leads the way. There's four teams from the GLCHL. Adrian, Calvin, Grand Valley. Of course, you got four independents be in the field. Liberty, Mary State, Ohio. All right, uh, Stephen, thanks for breaking those down for us. I do have the head coach from Adrian College. I've got Gary Astalis with us. Gary, Scott, and Stephen, we're just going to do a quick 10 minutes here and get your thoughts as the uh, final rankings came out and the brackets. And uh, what were your thoughts when you saw it? Yeah, I, I, I just opened it up about a minute ago. We just got out of a, a, a film session here. So I'm, I'm just pulling it up. I saw we have the winner of Calvin and Indiana Tech. And both teams, we, we obviously know really well. We, we played both of them a couple times this year. And ironically, we play Indiana Tech uh, on Friday so uh, in, a, in an exhibition game here. So, um, so yeah, I guess we'll be playing a familiar foe for sure. Okay, number two is important. One, two, three, and four are typically important in the old 20-team format. Um, did it really make a big difference, Gary, this year, or would would it have been okay to be maybe five, six, seven, or eight? Yeah, I, I think our goals are, are still, you know, we want to be the top four. Um, it's 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 good to you know get the uh, the off day, so to speak, and um, and um, so yeah, I think that's that that's important. But as if you as you've probably seen this year, the the parity is is unbelievable in the ACHA like it's it's anyone can beat anyone and 
Um, uh, you know, I, I think ultimately where maybe, you know, 10 years ago or five, even five years ago, there there's maybe some, some games where you could maybe pencil in, you know, this team might win here, this team should win here. But I don't think you can do that anymore. Like those, those first games are, are absolute battles and, um, you know, anyone can beat anyone. So it's, it's going to be a grind for sure. Steven, hop on board. Okay, so when when you look at the you look at the field now, it's going to be twenty four teams. I think we've we've talked about this before. It seems like it's it's going to be better to have more teams in the field. It kind of eliminates some of the teams that were kind of on that cusp of being on that probably deserve to be in but didn't get in. So now you have twenty four teams. But um, you think that's overall better to have have more teams and more more teams have an opportunity to to compete for this uh, this championship. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, the, the four extra teams is, is really good. And, um, you know, you, you did see some teams that um, probably got bumped out last year that, that, that didn't deserve to be bumped out. So, um, yeah, I think the, the addition is good. And you got some really good teams that are, are even on that cusp. Um, and I mean, uh, you know, we even played Pittsburgh earlier this year and, and, you know, absolute battles of games and, and they're ranked 20th, I see. So, um, you know, there's some, some really good teams that are right there. And, and like I said, it just speaks to the parity of, of the CHA right now, for sure. Gary, coming down the stretch, you had uh, a little bit of a rough patch, I guess. Uh, but what were your thoughts on, on the playing the tough competition coming down to the end? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I don't know if you got to catch any of that, that championship game um, this past Saturday, but I saw uh, highlights. How about yeah, that? <laughs> yeah, we yeah Carl obviously they have an unbelievable uh, team over there, and he's done an excellent job. And uh, I, you know we we went through the film, uh, kind of all of our us coaches actually broke it separately, and we played really well. I mean we had sixty five shots on goal. Uh, their goalie was really, really good. He stopped 62 of 65 and, huh. and, uh, you know, we, we limited them as well. And at the end of the day, we, we just, we didn't convert. We didn't get to the right areas. We didn't get higher percentage shots. And, uh, that's something that we really stressed this week is, is getting to better areas and, and creating more scoring opportunities and creating more two on ones on the ice. And uh, we just we didn't do that enough, and, and give give PNW credit. They um, they played really well against us, and and they converted, and they scored goals, and um, and they you know they deserved to, to win that game. So uh, absolutely, we hit a speed bump there. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, um, an opportunity for us to to learn from that game and grow, and and. Um, you know, really kick it into high gear here heading into the national tournament. Okay, so I've got one more uh, follow-up on that one. As you prepare for this uh, national tournament, um, where does the strength lie with the Bulldogs? What 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 are you going to bring without giving away all your secrets? Because we don't want everybody hearing them. But, uh. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think there's any secrets anymore. Everyone, everyone's <laughs> watching film now. So, um, you know, for us, like we, we, we want to uh, – you know, we just want to compete. I think that's the biggest thing in all areas of the ice. Like we, we, you know, we want to compete in all areas. We want to, um, 
you know, have a really strong defensive zone. We want to take pride in back checks and, and take pride in, in playing the game the right way. And, um, you know, for us, it's, it's, it's going to be, you know, getting more pucks to the net and, and getting, you know, more grade A opportunities. So that's, that's something that we're going to need to focus on. Um, and, and even going back to the national tournament last year, we, we, we couldn't score one in the, in the national championship game. And so how can we, um, you know, how can we create more opportunities uh, for, for truly good chances for, for pucks on goal? So that's something we're going to have to focus on and, um, and, and really try to identify here over these next two weeks of prep. And uh, hopefully we can figure it out and, and get rolling here in the tournament. Steven, you got one more for Gary? Yeah, Gary, I mean, you, you always have a lot of experience in these uh, these tournaments and stuff, but what's the what's the biggest factor that you need to, to make a run at this tournament? I mean, just from different things, whether you got the grueling schedule that you have to endure, the, the level of competition you face, like what's the biggest key factor that it takes for somebody to, to really have a shot and to make it run to, and, and try to win that national championship? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's just one or, or a secret sauce, so to speak. Uh, I think you need a lot of things going your way, and uh, I think you need your guys, you know, playing with confidence and, and uh, knowing that, that that they can get the job done. And uh, it, it always helps being healthy going into the tournament or somewhat close to it. I don't think anyone's fully healthy, but you know, at least being close to it and making sure your guys are rested and at the same time prepared. That's that's the fine line, right? Like how much rest do you give and how much you know preparation do you want? And um, and you need a little bit of luck. I mean, that's the truth too. Like to, in, a, in a 2014 tournament, for you to be the final team to win it, you're, you're going to need a bounce or two here or there, and um, and just just making sure our guys are dialed and, and ready and and um, you know willing and able and, and the want to, to compete uh, to get the job done. So um, I know that's that's not a specific answer there, but. <laughs> You know, after after going through this tournament, um, this will be you know the eighth one now. Uh, you need a lot of things to go your way. Yeah. You really do. So, you know, I know our guys are excited. Um, you know, they're ready to compete, and uh, obviously a little sour taste in our mouth uh, from last weekend. And hopefully, that's a, a little bit of a wake up call for us that we need to get better and be better. And and I, I think you know we'll be ready for the opportunity. That's for sure. Gary, I know every trip to uh, the national tournament is special. I'm sure you're uh, um, a little bit more sentimental, maybe going back to St. Louis where you guys captured one just a few years ago. Um, happy to be back in uh, in the St. Louis metro area at Centene and uh, Maryville. Yeah, it's it's a a it's it's an absolutely amazing facility. All those pads under one roof and and that main rink uh, where the Lindenwood plays is you know, one of the, uh, the, the coolest, uh, rinks in the country. And, and then I think from a geographic standpoint, like there, there's no better place than, than St. Louis in my opinion. Like it's so central, uh, for so many teams. It's a, it's a lot less flights for everyone in the ACHA. So I think that's good. I think it'll be about an eight, eight hour bus ride for us. So, um, you know, that, that's ideal. Um, and so I, I think, yeah, I think, you know, I think we, we have four of the next five in St. Louis, um, and I, I think it's uh, it's great for the ACHA, and 
uh, definitely good for us here at Adrian. Gary, appreciate your time as always. Best of luck, and we'll see you in St. Louis. Yeah, definitely appreciate all your guys' coverage of, of the ACHA and uh, looking forward to seeing you guys now there. Absolutely. That's Gary Estalis, the head coach from Adrian College, joining us. Steven's going to take it for just a minute again. Uh, we've got another surprise guest coming on here in just a minute. Um, we're going to uh, we're going to go quickly to the number one team in the country, Wyatt Wasilenchuk from Minot State, and then we're going to go to my good friend John Hogan because it is the John Hogan Appreciation Show. I've been told. <laughs> yeah, somebody did. Somebody did. Um, somebody has mentioned that. Uh, <laughs> um, well, well, Scott gets that. So I want to talk about we have some some more of some facts about the this year's field and and we have a lot of returning teams this year but we also have some new teams so i want to focus on this little couple minutes that we have uh that that we at the moment that we have before scott gets uh, wide on uh let's talk about some teams that are going to be making uh, either the first appearance or return appearance at last year now, first of all number 10 the university of mary who of course is new to the M, uh, m1 level came up from m2 they are uh, they're in, in their first season, so congrats to them. At number 10, very impressive. Uh, number 11 seed, Purdue University Northwest. This is going to be their first overall appearance. Uh, University of Utah. Yeah, you know, we've talked about this is, I think, you know, the example of the, the, the field expanding, although this year they're number 12, so they would have been in the old field. But the last few years, they were kind of right on that 16, 17 cusp. And so they, they, were get, they were right there, but they just wouldn't get in. Well, this year they're in, and this is their first overall appearance since they've joined uh, M1 several years ago. So that's going to be exciting for the folks at Utah. Uh, number 17 seed, another uh, WCHL uh, team, Grand Canyon. Yes. I don't want to jump in there too much, but I've got Wyatt Waslenchuk with us from the well, number one ranked okay. Minot State Beavers. So let's not waste any time and get sure. him on so we can roll through everybody. Here we okay. go. All right. The head coach is joining us from Minot State. Wyatt Waslenchuk is with us. Wyatt, I understand you're a little bit under the weather, but thanks for spending some time with us. Congratulations on the number one seed. And uh, it wasn't easy this entire season, was it? Yeah, well, first and foremost, yeah, thanks for having me on. And uh, no, it's been uh, a trying year at times for sure with uh, a pretty darn young team we have here. But, uh, you know, obviously the the quality of opponents we've played all season and, and you know, um, kind of holds its weight and, and you kind of see when you have a tough tough schedule playing everybody and uh you know even if you lose a few of those ones it, it kind of holds up in the end you know we've talked about it a lot on this show but uh, your schedule uh very very difficult you've been all over i saw you play in liberty you play uh just in north dakota with jamestown and and now you mary coming on how, how has that improved uh, your team if you can tell us a little bit about that Oh, it's, it's everything, right? And, you know, I know this time of year is really tough for, you know, a, a handful of teams that were, you know, maybe on the um, outside looking in now. And, and you have to understand as a coach that, you, you know, you have to schedule quality opponents. And um, I've always said that you're better off going 30 and 8 and, you know, playing everybody versus going, you know, 35 and 2 and, and not really playing anybody in that top 20 and um strength of schedule outside of wins and losses is, is obviously you know the most important factor so you know for us and uh, aside from the ranking and uh, you know throw that out the window it's just important to play those games you know not only just for you know ranking purposes but but 
team-wise. You want to always play the best. You you want your guys to compete against the best teams in the country, and um, that's what I've always based our schedule around is not, you know, setting a, a team goal in terms of record, wins, losses, whatever. It's uh, it's who can we play that's going to really test us. And um, year after year since, you know, I took over three seasons ago, that's really been my uh, my MO heading into the offseason is, you know, who can we schedule and, and uh, you know, play them as often as possible within that top 20. Steven, you got one for Wyatt? Yeah, so before before we had jumped on, I was talking about teams that are uh, new in the uh, in the tournament field, and we have some new teams, and one of them is a team that just made the jump this year, uh, and it's in the, around that area that you're in, is uh, University of Mary. And, and how impressive is it for, for to see them? I mean, they had been a good team at the M2 level, but to come into M1, have a, have the season that they've had, and that they're coming into the, the tournament field uh, in the tenth in the tenth spot. Yeah, they're really good. I mean, they've uh, they've had a darn good team. And I'd be lying if I said that they probably shouldn't have made this jump, you know, two or three years ago, if you ask me. Um, but you know, they've got a fantastic program, and they recruit well. And you know, Dad's done a really nice job with that team, and. You know, I, I think that it gets lost a little bit that we're playing them six times a year. We're playing Jamestown six times a year. I mean, those are top 10 teams that we, you know, not only get 12 times a year, but those are in-state rivals. And, to, you know, to beat, beat a team six times in a row is very, very tough to do. And, um, you know, they both got us for one one this year, twice for Jamestown. And it's it's been the best thing for us, having that kind of competition within the state, getting those – 12 games or so a year. I mean, we still got three exhibition games tomorrow night. We play you, Mary. Um, and then we have a home and home at Jamestown the following week. So um, those are great allies of ours as, as much as we don't like playing them. It's, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's great for us to be battle tested. And I mean, I think the rest of the country is, is now seeing just how good they are. It was always, you know, I got that a lot from coaches. Uh, I, I have to chuckle sometimes. Well, yeah, you guys play Jamestown eight times a year. And I'd always say, well, yeah, you guys try playing Jamestown eight times a year. It is damn tough. I mean, it is not easy. Dean runs as tough a program as there is in the country. And, you know, uh, to get that slight in terms of, you know, their way was just, you know, so unfitting because they're, they're both two fantastic programs. We're very fortunate to have them uh, here in North Dakota. Why well, you had a chance to play some exhibition games with uh, two NCAA teams over the holiday break, and then uh, Simon Fraser came in to play you just uh, recently. How important was that in building um, your confidence, your uh, team building, all of the things that are important come tournament time? Yeah, it's, you know what, it's been fantastic. I mean, that uh, that Denver and Colorado college trip was, was obviously the, the chance of a lifetime to you know be played in front of you know, 4,000 people in, in Colorado Springs and just about 7,000 the next night in Denver. And, you know, to see that, that quality of play, but at the same time to see how our guys rose to the occasion. And, you know, obviously the scores were a little lopsided to say the least, but, I mean, you know, to, to keep it within six goals against both teams is pretty darn good. I mean, um, you know, I know it's a little different animal, but our, our – uh, North Dakota partners down down the road here uh, lost seven one to CC the other night. So you know it's kind of funny when you put <laughs> things into perspective like that. So um, you know what we fared really really well. You know both teams were very complimentary of our program, and it was so great for our guys to experience that and witness that firsthand. And, um, you know, and then obviously we played Vegas the following weekend, and I thought that was one of our best weekends of the season. And um, you know that's kind of been a, a, a big time coaching point is like. 
you know, we've played in front of this many people. We've played against this caliber of team. We should be able to handle anybody at our level, you know. And that's what's frustrating a little bit about this year for me is we have the team to do it. We have, uh, you know, as good a team on paper as I've probably ever been a part of here in Minot for 12 years. And um, sometimes I think that we uh, we get away from our values a little bit. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's, it's nice to be humbled a little bit. And I think that that's been uh, – a big thing in terms of these losses is it, it's humbled us. It's brought us back to the video room and, and the drawing board in terms of practice. And, um, you know, uh, but those experiences, like you talked about, are, are things that we draw on every single day. And um, Obviously, we had a really good weekend here against SFU, who's been, you know, playing nothing but a NCAA Division One schedule for the most part. So um, hopefully bring us some confidence here down the stretch. Wyatt, we'll let you go on this one. Give us a little thumbnail. I know you got a guy back. Um, that uh, was a grad student, decided to come back and, and help you out. Um, how are you doing health-wise, and uh, is everybody ready to go, and what's the strength of the uh, the Beavers other than the fact that they're the defending champs? Uh, yeah, you know what? I, I, you know, it hasn't exactly been public knowledge, but we've lost, uh, we've lost three players um, for extended periods of time and three real big impact players. Um, We've lost Ben Johnson for the season. He's a former Minot Minotauro here in the NHL, uh, just a freshman. He had shoulder surgery. Um, and then coming out of our, our Midland weekend, we actually had three broken fingers, two required um, extensive, extensive uh, rehab. I mean, you're talking half, half-arm cast. Those guys have been out for seven weeks, um, and those are two of our top-end guys. So um, we've been fighting it for sure. I mean, we've been balancing 11 forwards, 60, uh, 10 forward, 70. Like it's been a, it's been a, a very, very trying time to say the least. We've moved Christian Cadolf up front and, um, it's been tough. So it was just, you know what? It was funny. Just, we had our alumni weekend here, um, this past Saturday night and I was texting with Sorzy maybe on Monday, the previous week. And I said, you know, you he texted me and said, Hey, I'll be in attendance on Saturday. I said, why don't you just play? And the phone started, the phone started ringing. And uh, I said, oh, man, this couldn't have been better timing because obviously, you know, we're down in defensemen. And so the rest is history. So I called up Ryan Moran, and sure enough, it was the 13th of February. He said you can add someone till the 15th. So we hustled up, and you know what? It was even – it's so funny, right? Like a kid like, like Eric, just how good he is and how, how you know, he's just a, a leader through and through, and he's a fitness freak and – I, I thought maybe we'll sprinkle sprinkle him in at you know two or three shifts and uh, you know maybe per period and I mean the kid played probably twenty five minutes each night <laughs> on Friday and Saturday and didn't miss a beat so that's a big pickup for us definitely with uh, with the injuries we've uh, sustained here in the last month or so. Wyatt, appreciate your time. Get feeling better. Uh, we'll see you in yeah. St. Louis. Congratulations on that number one spot and of course for carrying that uh, defending championship around with you all year long. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Thanks for all that you do, and we, uh, we'll look forward to seeing you guys in St. Louis. All right, that's the head coach from the uh, Minot State, number one ranked team in M1 hockey in the ACHA. Stephen, we're just going to keep it rolling because I know we got the head coach from Maryville on with us, so let's not mess around. Let's bring on John Hogan because it is the John Hogan Appreciation Podcast, I've been told. John, how are you, Scott and Stephen, with you today? Yeah, you guys need to not have Chris Perry on anymore. I think that's going to be the solution <laughs> to a lot of your issues. Um, 
this is not the John Hogan podcast, but I, I do appreciate the shout outs uh, for the hour you guys had Chris Perry on the other day. Uh, An hour too long, in my opinion, but I'll, I'll just, uh, you know. I think Stephen's going to agree with you. Are you Stephen or what? Well, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just bummed that, uh, and I'm happy for them because they deserve it, but uh, Central Oklahoma winning the WCHL, so that means Chris Perry does not get to make the 16-hour drive out to Vegas right. to give them the, 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 the trophy, so uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure Chris Perry's happy about that, but uh, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was secretly hoping that that would happen. I would love to have seen him out here in, uh, in Vegas uh, after making that drive, but oh well. <laughs> it was always next year. Uh, always John, next year. Uh, John, the, the rankings just came out moments ago. Um, we tried to uh, squeeze as many as we could in. Wyatt wasn't sure if he was going to come on, so thanks for hanging in there with us for a few minutes um, as we had him on. Um, so Gary Stalas, Wyatt Wasilenchuk, John Hogan, three teams in the top six. Um, how does that feel? Does it feel good from your perspective to know that you're right there with the top teams and all of them won hockey? Um, well, I think it's um, certainly hum- – Certainly humbling and um, <clears throat> really proud of our group um, and what we've been able to accomplish the last, last six years. So um, to be able to be in the same uh, sentence or um, space of them currently um, is pretty special. Um, but as, uh, as you heard from Gary, like the parody in our league is just tremendous right now. And it's one thing to get to this point. Um, it's another thing to, to be sustainable as a program. Um, and I know Wyatt and Gary would, would agree with that. And the fact that they've been able to, to hold on to the one and two spots, uh, not just for the whole year, but for the last two, three, four years, um, is pretty incredible because um, to have targets on, on your back every single night, um, that's hard. That is hard and uh, to, to have a culture that can withstand um, those best efforts from teams, um, it makes you the team that you are. And uh, props to them as, as, as program builders, uh, but more importantly, as people and as coaches. It's uh, pretty special what they've done. And to be near them um, at this point um, is a, a good sign for, for us and what we're trying to build in Maryville. All right, Stephen, you got one for John? Yeah, just as the show's been going on, I've been following the uh, ACHA social social media accounts X and everything, and they they now have the kind of the, the schedule put out, and and mm-hmm. uh, obviously that's what's new this year is the twenty four teams, and um, you guys being the uh, the number six team, you it looks like uh, your your matchup will be either the first game, which would be uh, Purdue Northwest or Indiana Pennsylvania. So um, first of all, the expansion of twenty four teams, I think it's it's overdue. It's it's nice. It's expanded, but it's not expanded too much. And that means you know Maryville, you guys will get to host a few games. So how how exciting is that for for you guys <coughs> just to see the team now the field at twenty four teams? You know, <clears throat> I remember going to last year up to Boston, and uh, we did not play well. We were the nine seed, lost Indiana Tech to, to Frank. Uh, his team played better than us, uh, simple as that. Um, and it cost us over like 30 grand to go there and, you know, a one-and-done tournament. And I remember, um, you know, Utah for two years in a row was the, the, the first team to get knocked out. And I remember seeing those guys at, uh, I think it was AJ at, uh, at Naples um, or down there in, in Florida. I'm like – you guys would, you know, you guys would have gone up there for thirty grand and maybe lost the first game because that's certainly what happened to us. Um, but you, you forget how important um, just making the national tournament is to to building a program. 
um, and riding that wave. Um, and I think it's, I think it is overdone and, and you can look at, you know, Utah didn't even give uh, any chance of not making it this year. They, uh, they're at the 12 spot and uh, they would have been in it, you know, at 20. So good for them. And um, they're as hard of a working team as you'll find and good for Purdue Northwest. Um, but then you, you go down the list and um, like a, a Danny Roy at Grand Canyon and, and the, 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 the job that he's done of building that program and, um, they're one of the hottest teams in, in the country right now of uh, playing Arizona and, and taking care of a, a hell of a swing in Oklahoma. So there is um, deserving to be uh, in St. Louis in a couple of weeks as anyone. So you look at the expanded field, um, truly the top 20 teams get to make it now, you know, and then you have your auto bids to, to kind of fill in the rest. So it's uh, I think what we're able to do as, as, a, as a league or as a division um, to play eight games on the first day. So then you get, you still get to the, you have 16 teams, you know, by the second day, I think it's best for, for everyone. And um, us at Maryville, we get to have a little overflow uh, to help the, the tournament get off started. So I think we'll have the 13, 20 game, yep. the 14, 19, the 15, 18 and the 16, 17, all, all in our building. So um, it will be fun to, to help kind of host those teams and make sure they have a good experience and the winners get to, to hop over to Centene uh, to play the one through four uh, on Friday. Yeah. So that, that's exactly right. So you'll, the you, uh, Arizona and Pittsburgh will play at 10 45 AM. Uh, that's the first game at Maryville's uh, and then uh, Grand Valley state against Delaware, the 14, 19 matchup at two and then five fifteen at Calvin and Indiana tech and then Illinois state and grand Canyon. So those are the four games that'll be at Maryville. Uh, that, 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 that first, yeah, time. I'll make, I'll make sure Chad at Arizona's on the bad <laughs> bench. Um, you know, um, I'll put him on the lower just... bench. You know, I'll give Stu the, the, the higher bench there. So we'll help some of those guys out. And I don't like, and I, and I don't like Chris Pruitt at Illinois state. So I'll make sure he's on the bad bench too. So help Danny Roy out. And I say this all jokingly. I, I, Chris Pruitt's a friend. So, um, I, I be, good, good, good hockey, good hockey. Yes. I was just going to ask you, John, were you going to put Arizona in your locker room? But I guess maybe that's no. not now. No. <laughs> no. No. Absolutely anyway. not. Anyway. See, he, see he's, he could do it. It's like, it's like the, 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 the NFL Super Bowl was here, and the, 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 the Chiefs were in this, and they had to be in the Raiders locker room. I'm sure they didn't like that. They didn't have a choice in the matter. But see, John Hogan has that opportunity. He doesn't, he's not going to allow Arizona to be in, in his locker room. Well, I, I will give you a little story here. So when we played Arizona, like, the Thursday before we played the Minots, um, they practice at our facility that morning. And I told Chad, like, hey, if you need anything, go into my room, you know, into our my office, if you need a board, pucks, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I walk into my office and it's like slightly TP'd, you know, with toilet paper <laughs> everywhere. Um, and there's stuff on the whiteboard, you know, that Chad has helped. Um, and I still have the picture of the whiteboard, um, of, uh, and I have, you know, some things about like coach of the year stuff. He, he had faced all those down. Um, so it was very, very nice of Chad to uh, come into my office before a, a nice work day, um, and to make his uh, presence known. Uh, and he would say that, uh, that probably, uh, threw me off my game and that's why they won that night. So props to Chad. <laughs> Uh, but I will not allow that when he plays at ten forty-five on that on that Thursday. Well, just know that when I come into your office, I don't ever do that. I treat it with total respect. Oh, right, and you get a and you get a polo because of it. You know, Chad does yeah. not have a polo yet. 
<laughs> uh, won't have I wear one. proudly, <laughs> by the way. I wear it proudly. Um, okay, so two things I want to I want to close with beyond John is number one is uh, St. Louis is uh, is becoming a hockey hotbed, and I think it's a great spot for it. And I think you and the Centene uh, in Maryville and everybody does a fantastic job with putting it on. I like it there. I think it's great for the whole league. So kudos to you on that. How excited are you to have that? And then secondly is um, tell us about your team and what you expect out of them now that they've been to a national tournament a couple of times. And um, now they're up there in the, in the big boy rank, if you will. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll start with the, the St. Louis stuff. Um, just really fortunate uh, to be in the, in the location that we are and um, to be able to, and I think we did the first time that we hosted this tournament, I think we did like a, a 10 hour radius from St. Louis. And I think over 80% of these ACHA schools fell in that radius. Um, and it's like, as Gary said, like there, I don't think many places in the country, um, you know, you might be able to do a Chicago or, or maybe a Columbus um, that have that type of footprint. But then, you know, you have a, you know, Southwest and other airlines uh, have a lot of good connections to, into St. Louis for, for pretty cheap rates. And, um, you know, St. Louis is not going to be as expensive as a Chicago or a Boston or, or some of those other cities. So just as a uh, financial implications, I think it, it checks all the boxes for a lot of ACHA schools that, you know, we, we aren't NCAA. So we, we are looking at our, our pocketbooks a little bit closer. Um and to have the facilities that we have, one with Centene where, you know, Lindenwood and the Blues uh, play, uh, to have three pads there under one roof with one outside. Um, and then, you know, our facility that we're very proud of only being about 15 minutes away in the Chesterfield Valley. Um, I, I really, I, to, and I know I'm biased, but I don't think you can find another city that can, can give this experience um, and, and check so many, so many boxes for the ACHA. So, just proud um, and, and happy that we're able to do it. And as I told Craig Barnett, you know, I know I'm biased, but uh, an 18 minute drive down the road for us is certainly better than an 18 hour drive to, to Boston. <laughs> so uh, that, that certainly helps us at, at Maryville, you would, uh, you would think. So uh, your second question uh, as it relates to our hockey team, um, I, I think anyone that's watched us is, uh, or, we, we play hard, you know, there it's, uh, we don't have, we're not, we don't, there's no secrets to our game as, as Gary mentioned, like everyone watches film now. So it's not like uh, we're hiding anything. Um, and, and I think we have gelled as a group and we have gotten better as the season goes on. Like when you, when you look at us kind of early in the season, we, we lost three in a row, you know, we, we, we couldn't figure out, figure out the microvera UCO, uh, we couldn't crack that nut early on in the season, but I think as you, uh, as we built throughout the season, um, we kind of figured out what worked for us and, and, and then what didn't work for us. Um, and yeah, if you look at the last couple of weekends, you, you're able to knock off mine out. I know that they weren't their, their best. They weren't a hundred percent. Um, so we probably got them at a good time. Um, but you know, the 17 players that they dressed like that is a seven, that's 17 players that uh, you, you really don't want to see in a national tournament that the hell of a hockey team Wyatt has. Um, and then to finish off with Missouri state the right way. Um, I think uh, we, uh, the guys have bought into kind of, 
what doesn't work for us. Um, and you can maybe see that in games that, you know, against an Illinois State and, and a Chris Pruitt that we just have, have fits with. Um, but then when we do play the right way, um, it's, it's pretty fun to watch and it's a, it's a good brand of hockey. So I think if we can get to more of that uh, than the alternative, um, we should have some success or I would hope we would have some success in, uh, in March because um, we have been to three, three straight national championships and um, we've made it to the round of 16. I think we've learned a lot from our experiences. So hopefully we can use those um, and, and uh, come out with a pretty good effort um, starting Saturday, March 9th uh, at 1.30 against either Purdue or uh, IUP. John, appreciate your time as always. Thanks for jumping on with us this morning. Um, I will see you in St. Louis. I don't know if we're getting Steven there or not because, I don't know, last time he was in St. Louis, he got in some sort of trouble or something. But <laughs> Well, I bet, if you, I bet if UNLV makes a run, I, I bet you would see Steve uh, there come Monday or Tuesday. So not that uh, not putting that out there into the world, but uh, I was a betting, if I was a betting man in Vegas, I would think that Steve might be there come, come uh, Monday or Tuesday. All right. John, thanks for your time. Good luck. Yep. Uh, always thanks, great to guys. talk to you. See you soon. Yeah, thanks for having me on and really appreciate everything you guys do for us in the ACHA. So thank you, guys. Absolutely. All right, Stephen, take it away for just a minute. I got to hook up with our next guest, uh, Anthony Vigneri Greener from UNLV. Yep. So I'll go back to so, so go back to what I was uh, saying before. We have some new teams in the the field this year. So Grand Canyon, we mentioned that University of Delaware, uh, not new for like that. This is their first time, but it's their first appearance since 2016. Uh, that's their 18th overall appearance, number 21 seed. Missouri State, it's in it for the fifth overall appearance. They weren't in it uh, last year. Uh, Westchester University, is this is their first. Is that, this is their seventh overall appearance. This is their first since 2009, so it's been quite a while for them. And Oswego State University is their first overall appearance. So nice to see some new teams in the, uh, in the field uh, this year. And, and again, the, if you go to the ACHAM men's D1 X account, They've, they've put out the schedule breakdown and the bracket, and so you can kind of get a look at that. So kind of the first glance on that, uh, and we'll have, we'll have more time probably next week to break it down more, but just first glance at that, some of the matchups that are out there, um, and I'll mention the UNLV one because we're going to talk to Anthony Vigneri Green in just a minute. He's um, he's ready to go, Stephen, so. <laughs> well, I was just going to mention that their first mat, their first game will be Saturday at 10:15 a.m. as the five seed, and they'll they'll play either uh, Utah or Missouri State. So they're gonna okay. we're gonna familiar so, foes, a familiar foe. Uh, <laughs> certainly Utah, they play every year. Missouri State didn't play this year, but they've played in the past, being in the WCHL. So um, all right, let's let's not mess around. These guys got busy schedules, so we'll bring on the head coach from uh, UNLV, Anthony Vigneri, Greener coach. Scott and Steven with you. Thanks so much for joining us today. Just doing a quick 10-minute preview. We're kind of going around the horn. So we had uh, Gary Astalis. We had uh, Wyatt Wasilenchuk. We had John Hogan. Now we have you on. Um, another top uh, billing for you. I know you would have liked to have been up at least one more spot, but uh, when you saw the rankings and, and the way they came out, I don't even want to ask you what went through your head, but uh, just your <laughs> thoughts. Yeah, obviously a little bit uh, stunned and shocked, but, um, you know, the kids work so hard. You put together a schedule like we did and compete the way we did. It's it's kind of uh, strange how this league works. you got other teams beating teams in out of the top 25, and they move five spots up. And, you know, we handle our business, and one of our messages as a staff this week was just control the controllables and 
take care of business, which I thought we did with a good showing against Oregon. And, you know, things happen. So who knows how that, uh, that algorithm works. We've been, I've been scratching my head over that thing for, for five years now. So <laughs> only uh, Brian and those guys that put it together know exactly what's going on. And I would love to know what's going on, but uh, we'll never know. All right, so you come in as number five. You've been holding down the, the top four spot all, all season long. Um, how big is that one spot in your mind? Is it a big difference between four and five? Yeah, I think it's definitely crucial. That was one of our goals, is to get that extra day off. But then uh, you can flip it around and look at it. You know, uh, one of my other assistant coaches made a good point. It's like, hey, listen, you get to shake the rust off. And, you know, having that day off is – it's uh, it could be beneficial, but it also could be beneficial where you just play through if you get hot, your goalie gets hot, you know, you're not stopping for a day, you're just right back at it the next day. So we can flip it any way we want. Um, I think that uh, it doesn't matter if we have to play four and four or four and five. I think we have a really good group, great leadership. We're uh, senior heavy this year. They've all been there. They know what it's like. They know what it's going to expect. We got players that uh, on this team that were in the semifinal game in St. Louis a couple of years ago. So um, they know what we have to do. And now it's kind of just us against the world kind of mentality. And we've been saying that for uh, forever. So the league is not, not our fan. Um, you can just see how it, you know, how it is and how it's portrayed. But uh, it's us against the world and our backs are against the wall. And now we got to wait and see who we play between uh, two good hockey teams with uh, Utah and Missouri State. So, We'll see that plays out, and and then you just kind of just uh, take it one game at a time. You can't think too far ahead, and uh, go from there. Yeah, so you, you mentioned, coach. Yeah, so <laughs> you, you 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 mentioned that uh, it's Utah and Missouri State. Obviously, you saw Utah this year. You see them every year. Uh, Missouri State's another team that you see every one, you know, every so often being in the conference. Um, is that helpful uh, that your first matchup will be a team? couple teams that you're familiar with utah more familiar maybe than than minus or the missouri state but uh that you have a chance to play a team that you've already seen this year yeah both being the wchl um you know we we uh, track a lot of uh you know a lot more of the teams in our league so yeah it's definitely beneficial especially a team like utah you play four times a year um what morgan's done with that program is you know night and day difference they're just they're on the rise they're a really good hockey team um, Missouri State just watched a few of their games when they play at Central Oklahoma and uh, again another good hockey team but um, you know wherever the chips fall between those two we'll be ready to go we'll, we'll prep for both we'll make sure that uh, we, we pre-scout both they get to play Thursday and, and uh, we'll watch that and we'll go through our normal routine and make sure we're getting all of our pre-scouts in for both teams done now and then uh, maybe pull a few clips from their game on Thursday in uh, Nationals, and then we'll just use that. But uh, we'll be ready for whoever we face. So, so with you guys not playing until the the Saturday, do you guys still arrive uh, on when? When you still well, you still guys plan on arriving there so you can watch the game in person, or are you going to arrive like the day before? Like, what? Where do you guys? What do you guys feel like you need to to get uh, adjusted and get there? You, you, arriving there and, and preparing for your your first matchup. Yeah, we get there Wednesday at noon, so we'll be there Wednesday at noon. We'll skate, um, you know. Assuming, or excuse me, we were, you know, just assuming. I guess we shouldn't assume with this league because of, <laughs> of that computer system. But um, oh, because you were thinking I, you were going to be four. You think you were thinking you were going to have to play the I, 
I yeah. booked everything for Wednesday, and as yeah. a staff, we knew you know that was it. We get there Wednesday, practice Thursday, and play Friday. But now we'll just add another practice there, so we'll get there Wednesday, practice Wednesday, Thursday, Friday there, and be ready to go on that Saturday. So nothing yeah. changed on our end um, besides adding another practice and just waiting to see who we play. Uh, it, um, you know, that's about it. Anthony, on the. Um a month ago or so when I was up there and saw you guys play UCO and you commented about just how good your team was playing and maybe the best that you'd seen them play in your years there. Um, how big is that point and how big is the point that you, you really had some tough competition coming down the stretch with UCO and Utah and Jamestown and Minot? How, how much is that going to prepare your team, do you think, along with the fact that you've been there a few times now to the national tournament is there a comfort zone a little bit now yeah i think that you know when i put the schedule together i think that when you're having you go to the chicago showcase and you play three good hockey teams and then you have minot and you have james <laughs> and uh central oklahoma when you're playing you know those teams are on the top five all all the year long and that's the competition you're going to need to beat to um to uh win a national championship so the game that I said that we played our best hockey since I've been here in eight years, we lost two to nothing. We dominated the hockey game. It was 45 to you know, 14 in shots, and uh, Central Oklahoma, you know, bounced one in on a kind of a fluke shot off of any skate late in the game with like a minute left. So, um, if the boys play like that, I, you know, no doubt in my mind we're going to make a run at this thing. I think it's the most wide open this tournament's ever been. Um, but you know, with the top eight teams, anybody in the top eight, ten can win win this thing. It's not just you know one and two are dominant, and then everybody else is just hoping on and holding on to get there. I think it's wide open. Um, I love where we're at as a team. Like I said, mentioned earlier, with our leadership, the way Vinny's playing, um, the guys are all coming together. You got guys like Flanders who've been here five years, Barry that's been here five years. And they're chomping at the bit because they know this is their last chance. And, um, you know, one of the things we've been preaching is, like, leave no excuses for five years down the road, ten years down the road, in two weeks. There's no excuses of what – there was a reason why we didn't succeed is, you know, make sure you spend that extra time in the gym or uh, shoot 100 pucks after practice outside or whatever it may be. Leave no excuses. And uh, I think the seniors have taken that to heart. And uh, it's kind of feeding into the – the uh, sophomore and freshman as well, just because they're following their lead. All right. Final one for me is uh, the trip to St. Louis is obviously much easier than the trip to Boston and probably less expensive as well. Um, your thoughts on playing the tournament in St. Louis and then on a side note, having four extra teams this year. Yeah, no, I, I think that uh, the St. Louis setup is unbelievable. Obviously it's far for us either way. It doesn't matter. Um, I think that the St. Louis setup is by far the best one we've seen, just with the amenities, the rink, the hotels, what's around it, um, the locker rooms, just little things like that. Uh, it's not on St. Patrick's Day weekend in Boston. You know, like things like this add up. So they did their due diligence this year, where in previous years I feel like they kind of just threw it together and it was just kind of lackluster. But, uh, you know, the going back to St. Louis and having a good weekend like this where we can get home before March Madness and, you know, it's just all that stuff adds up financially. And I don't know if, you know, whoever's putting that together notices that, but when you're flying from Vegas to St. Louis or Vegas to Boston, 
with 40 people, it's not cheap. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. I really like that venue. I, I really like the, the staff there. Uh, actually, one of the guys that uh, used to work here at the rink, his name is Max Tosh, awesome guy. He's running that rink now. So we got a little uh, Homer. He's rooting for us there. And um, yeah, I just can't wait to get down there. We, we can't think too far ahead. We got, you know, our gala this weekend, and then we're playing Colorado. We've been playing really good, kind of just prep us. And uh, and then we're practice, you know, Monday and Tuesday, get on a flight Wednesday, and we're practicing again three more times. And, and before you know it, we're uh, dropping the puck against uh, Utah Missouri. Coach, appreciate your time as always. I look forward to seeing you in St. Louis. Safe travels, and um, we'll see you there. Sounds good. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Continue the good work. That is the head coach from UNLV, Anthony Vigneri Greener, joining us uh, as we wrap up four uh, great interviews in a very short period of time. I'm going to try to get some of our partners in right now. We may have to do some uh, next week, but uh, Stephen, let me get a few of them in right now for the ones that uh, we had on the show. And uh, I'll do what I can, and then we'll close things out and, and let everybody know where they can find the uh, official pairings. Championship pedigree, world-class coaching, first-class facilities are all a part of the ACHA experience at Adrian College. Bulldogs look to raise their third national championship banner in the last five years at Arrington Ice Arena, one of the best facilities in all college hockey. With a big school hockey feel, all of the educational advantages of a private education. For more information, go to adrianbulldogs.com or adrian.edu. Looking for the big school college hockey experience in a small school setting? Then Maryville University, located in St. Louis, Missouri, could be for you. Fielding five teams across all divisions of the ACHA since 2018 and playing just minutes from campus in the 1,000-plus seat Maryville University Hockey Center, the Saints enjoy a first-class athletic experience as they compete against ACHA powers like Ohio, Liberty, Minot State, and Illinois State. For more information about all things Maryville, visit maryville.edu. Experience the best of academics and athletics at Minot State University. At Minot State, we're not just a team. We're a family united by passion and determination. Achieve your academic goals while thriving in a supportive community. With a commitment to excellence both on and off the ice, we're shaping leaders with an 11 to 1 student-faculty ratio, over 1,200 scholarships awarded annually, and in-state tuition for all students. Experience education that goes beyond textbooks, propelling you towards a brighter future. Join Minot State University and be part of a legacy of success. Discover your potential at Minot State. Learn more at MinotStateU.edu. Minot State University. Be seen. Be heard. Be you. As a premier ACHA M1 university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. 
If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. When you put on that Central Oklahoma Broncos jersey, you represent a championship culture on the ice and in the classroom. Two-time ACHA M1 National Champions, four-time WCHL Champions, and named a Best in the West College by U.S. News and World Report, UCO hits all of the benchmarks for an elite college hockey experience. Our Edmond, Oklahoma campus, which is just minutes from downtown Oklahoma City, has over 100 areas of study and over 200 student organizations to help you find your fit. Whether it's our stunning 210-acre campus or our NCAA-level hockey environment, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com and see if Oklahoma's Metropolitan University is for you. Play at the premier ACHA D1 men's program on the East Coast and prepare yourself for life and career at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia. Sellout crowds, top competition, and championship aspirations await you on our picturesque campus. State-of-the-art facilities, gifted faculty, and over 700 programs of study to help you make an impact on and off the ice, as well as your community training as a champion for Christ. Your faith in yourself and your beliefs are equally as strong. See if Liberty Hockey and Liberty University is right for you. Visit us at liberty.edu. New challenges, new level, same quest. Join us at the University of Mary for the 2023-24 hockey season as the two-time ACHA M2 champions bring that championship pedigree to the M1 level. Watch the Marauders take on rivals Minot State, Jamestown University, and National Powers, Missouri State, Illinois State, and Colorado State as they look to add to their hockey legacy. Head to GoYouMary.com to find out how you can support University of Mary Hockey. Looking for a small campus setting with a big campus varsity hockey program? Located in the heart of the Ozarks, Springfield, Missouri, Drury University Hockey is the new game in town. The beautiful Jordan Valley Ice Park, located less than a mile from the Drury campus, is the home of Panthers Hockey, including a newly renovated full-time locker room space. Drury University offers over 80 undergraduate majors and programs and nine graduate programs with an average class size of just 19 students. Go beyond and become a part of a bright future for Drury Panthers Hockey. Visit jurypanthers.com and jury.edu for more information. Looking to extend your hockey career at a high level? Then the University of Georgia could be the place for you. Ice Dogs Hockey is an NCAA-style experience and championship culture combined with classic rivalries, big-time athletics, and an elite academic institution. Go to ugahockey.com to start your journey and see if you can continue to help build the limitless future ahead for University of Georgia Hockey. Welcome back to another segment of ITHSW Podcast's American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. Indeed it is, the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. Um, my apologies to 
part of our partners. I got uh, as many as I could in that were involved with the show today. We'll get more and uh, next week and we'll give them some more plugs as well. Um, because I thought it was really important, Stephen, that we hear from some of the coaches. We'll try to get four more again next week because we got to try to get these um, these teams some fair opportunities to talk about their program. Um, if you could, can you give us a rundown of the matchups, at least in the opening rounds? Yes, yes. Let me uh, let me pull it back up here real quick. Uh, but the uh, the matchups are going to be on the uh, the first day. You're going to have uh, Utah number twelve taking on number twenty one Missouri State. Um, then over at Maryville, uh, you'll have number thirteen Arizona taking uh, taking on number twenty Pittsburgh. Uh, that's a ten forty five a.m. There, there's the between the two facilities there are thirty minutes staggered starts and then it goes from there and then. Uh, Purdue Northwest back at uh, Centene will take on uh, number 22, Indiana, Pennsylvania. Purdue Northwest being number 11. That's a 1.30 game. Uh, then back at Maryville, number 14, Grand Valley State. Number 14 taking on Delaware, number 19. Uh, the next game at uh, Centene is number 10, Mary, against number 23, Westchester. Then the next game, at, the following game at Maryville is number 15, Calvin. Of number 18, Indiana Tech. And then number 9, Niagara taking on Oswego State. And then number 16, Illinois State, wraps up the evening at uh, Maryville against number 17, Grand Canyon. So the winners of those right. games the winners of those games will move on to play one through eight. So 13, uh, well, let me see here. Yeah. And then, kind of go, and then it'll kind of be how it has been. Yeah, we, well, we'll get into that next week. Yeah. When, and, and people can go see the, the pairings and the brackets yes. out there. 2014, we, we got to get through the first day first and then yes. see who moves on and where they match up. But you're going to have a lot of games. That, to, you're going to have a lot of games that first day. <laughs> oh, goodness. It's going to be crazy. Um, anyway, so we'll uh, we'll thank uh, our uh, guests today. Uh, Gary Estalis from Adrian, Wyatt Wasilenchik from Minot State, John Hogan from Maryville. And, of course, Anthony Vigneri-Greener from UNLV. Take it away, my friend. From the NCHC.TV studios, this is the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast presented by IcetimeHockeyWest.com. Liberty University, bring your faith in your game to the premier ACHA M1 program on the East Coast. See us at liberty.edu. Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com with three Valley locations and across the country at BehindTheMask.com. We keep you supplied with all of the gear you need all season long. University of Central Oklahoma, first class experience on and off the ice. For more information, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, lunch, catering, dining in or out, or just getting our award-winning barbecue sauce, we're at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. UNLV Hockey, follow the Skate and Rebels Championship quest. For schedule and ticket information, go to rebelhockey.com. FedEx, ship, manage. Track, Deliver, the official delivery company of Ice Time Hockey West. Adrian College, Championship Hockey Culture and a nationally rated small private school education at adrianbulldogs.com. Maryville Women's Hockey. Go to maryvillesaints.com for schedule and ticket information. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos with Caesars Rewards. Members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room. University of Arizona Hockey. Visit arizonawildcathockey.org and become part of one of the West's most historic hockey programs. Jets Pizza, lunch, dinner, and catering as well at jetspizza.com. University of Mary, new league, new level, same goal. 
visit us at goyoumarry.com. The Tag Creative Group. Have us create that one-of-a-kind gift for you or someone special. Go to redbubble.com and search T. Grand Rudd. Oklahoma University Hockey, the action you crave, only faster at OUHockey.net. The American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast is a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network and is live every week on the Podbean app and is available on your favorite podcast platform at ITHSW Podcast, all one word. Again, search ITHSW Podcast, all one word. Subscribe, rate, and review any of our podcasts to help others find the show. Very well done, my friend. Again, a big thanks to uh, our four guests today, the head coach from Adrian, um, Gary Astalis, the head coach from Minot State. So we had one and two on today. Um, that would be in Wyatt Wasilenchuk. And the number six team, uh, the head coach, John Hogan from Maryville University. And the number five team, Anthony Vigneri greener from uh, UNLV. And uh, we'll see them all in St. Louis in just about, what, two weeks, two and a half weeks, something like that. Um, so anyway, it's going to be exciting. Everything's out. You can see it on the ACHAHockey.org, I believe, is the correct website address, correct you? Yes, yes. That's ACHAHockey.org will be a lot of uh, stuff coming out about the tournament, about tickets, hotel information, you know, all the, all the matchups yep, as well. But, all the but, pertinent stuff. <laughs> but right now, you but right now, if you go to social media and look at the uh, ACHA M1 Men's D1 X account, you can see the uh, the the schedule and the uh, the bracket uh, as well. Right now, if you don't want to wait right. to see it on the website, good stuff. All right, thanks for uh, for everything that you do to help us keep this thing rolling. I've got to go get my eyes examined. Uh, boy, a lot <laughs> of people would say that, huh? <laughs> All right, and then I'm off to uh, an AHL game tonight in. Ontario at Toyota Arena, Ontario oh. and Abbotsford tonight. So nice, I nice. will catch you tomorrow. N- nice, uh, nice, uh, nice little city there, Ontario. Yeah, I hear that. <laughs> All right, <laughs> see you later. Okay. <laughs>